Hey everyone, <laughs> it's Flex. Welcome to Whatever I Want by Me, Flex. This podcast is a little space I've carved out on the internet to talk about whatever I want with whoever I want, whenever I want. I want to talk about the vagina vulva wellness industry. Scam, not a scam, necessary, unnecessary. Who's to say? All I know is that over the last couple of months, there's been a really wild uptick of products being launched. And as you can imagine, the response has been polarizing, I would say. Polarizing is a good way to explain it. There's so much to consider, like vaginal shame as a concept, the difference between celebrating vagina care versus capitalizing on vagina shame. Vagina have is conditioned to look at their bodies and their genitals through a lens of insecurity. You know, how the wellness space has grown so much to accommodate the vagina and the vulva. But what about the penis? Is that by design? Is it because realistically it's going to be much harder to get penis havers to be insecure about their genitals? It could be a ton of things. I have a guest on the show today who launched a product that caused quite a stir. But before we talk about that... I want to talk about another vagina product that just, look, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think I was on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago now, and I saw this article by the Metro. It's a UK-based publication. And the headline says, gynecologist slams vaginal cleansing brush that's used during periods to remove debris. Um, hmm. So the product in question is called the Blossom Brush. And it's a pink, because of course it's pink, (laughs) tool that's designed to clean the inside of your vagina. We're going to put clean in quotations because as we know, the vagina is a self-cleaning orifice. Anyway, if you can imagine, it's a rubber, it looks like a rubber, almost like a rubber, a thin rubber brush that's plastic and what you're meant to do is insert this rubber brush into your vagina once a day while you're on your period to remove debris and help you feel more fresh it kind of seems like a tongue scraper but for your vagina and the creators of this device called the blossom claim that it can be used to reduce the number of tampons or pads needed during a cycle which i don't know how it would do that but Um, it's also not marketed as a medical product that can lighten periods. So perhaps that's just a PR claim and not one that can be, um, you know, clarified or verified. Now, as you can imagine, any wellness product for the vulva or the vagina is rarely, rarely, rarely taken well, mostly because these products are quote unquote unnecessary and not needed. And often it feels as though corporations and brands are capitalizing on the fact that a lot of vagina and vulva havers are insecure about their bits and would sooner choose to purchase a product that could relieve some of these insecurities than perhaps do their research and grow some comfort in the fact that it's a weird bit uh, but it's made as it is to do what it does. So Dr. Jen Gunter who is a well-known gynecologist did criticize this product publicly Often when I when I see products or whatever, things like this, I assume that the average person is quote unquote educated enough to know when something isn't quite right for them, as opposed to internalizing some of these marketing claims that make them feel as though 
their menstrual cycle or the the visual appeal of their vagina is off so every time somebody comes up and proudly proclaims that like yes you're looking at this product sus because it is sus (laughs) I rejoice a little bit (laughs) I will say it is it is in the approach of how people are called to task I find that often when it's too vitriolic and too shame-based I'm like okay well mm, there was a better way to go about that but I find that Dr. Jen is pretty um fair in her critiques and it's usually constructive but she tweeted every day it seems as if someone comes up with a new and thoroughly unnecessary yet harmful vaginal cleaning product marketed as empowerment I present to you today's entry and then it was uh, an image of the blossom brush Now, since I saw this, I tried to go and find the Blossom Brushes Twitter or Instagram, but I couldn't. And I'm assuming they're like done for. I'm assuming that they got quite a bit of backlash that they were like, let's just can it. Um, But in this article, it does say that Blossom Brush did respond via Instagram. And their statement read, here at Blossom Brush, oh, that's... Why is it so hard to say? Here at Blossom Brush, we developed a medical grade silicon rubber brush that we brought to the market with good intentions. The product has been safe to use among the women who have tried it and we've had an overwhelmingly positive response among the women who've already used it. The benefits have included less usage of tampons and a reduction in the number of days a woman required feminine hygiene products. We've got to stop there and say that people who require feminine hygiene products aren't necessarily all women goes without saying i digress the statement continues we do not believe that any person has a dirty vagina and we wish to work with the gynecological community and people who have had periods to understand how to appropriately provide women with a new choice in their menstrual management There were heaps of comments in support of this statement, but there are a fair few who just commented that, number one, it's unnecessary. Number two, it adds to the amount of menstrual product waste there already is. Um, Some people were saying that the tool will only increase your chance of infections and disruption of your pH balance. Others said that the vagina cleans itself. This product is useless and a scam. Don't buy it if you are an owner of a menstruating vagina. And then Dr. Jen did go on to say that cleaning inside the vagina in this way is associated with an increased risk of damaging the vaginal ecosystem and increasing the the risk of STIs if exposed. And as an OBGYN, I would never recommend it. What I find to be interesting is that I would say that generally products made for vulvas and vaginas, even though they may be wellness based, I would presume that you'd need a lot of medical, um, like medical clout. Editing flex here. What is wrong with my vocab? Medical clout. I think what I meant to say is you would hope that it's scientifically backed. (laughs) Viable, it's appropriate, it's sensible, it won't fuck up your insides and all that stuff. I can't imagine that somebody would go through the lengths to make a product for genitals and not get a medical cosign. I'm not saying that's what the Blossom Brush uh, brand did, but I think it's really interesting that a gynecologist is coming out to publicly say that this is a product they would never recommend. And with that being said, we have to go on the record and say that not every vagina and vulva wellness product made is going to be inherently damaging or negative. I mean, there have been decades of misogynistic messaging and heaps shitty and dangerous chemicals and misinformation about the vaginal health 
Um, and I feel like the industry is in a place where it is creating space for brands who are making products with women's health in mind. I want to talk about another controversial vulva wellness product called Fig Femme. And the founder is Lindy Rama Ellis, who you may know as Lindy Klim. Now, I'm on Fig Femme's About page just to give you insight into how they present and communicate what their brand is and why it exists. Fig is the new breed of intimate wellness that caters for your most delicate of body parts. It offers a nurturing range of wellness-oriented skincare that not only supports self-confidence, encourages women to take control of their individual intimate health needs, and the controversial product that was launched that was really causing a stir on social media is what Fig Femme calls their Restore Mask. And according to the website, the product aims to hydrate, soothe, and protect. It's formulated with hand-picked nourishing ingredients from around the globe, creating a unique formula suited to your most delicate skin. Um, It's formulated with key ingredients that uh, reduce odor irritation, vaginal itch caused by a BV or thrush. It's got some stuff in it that boosts hydration, encourages cell turnover, and improves the texture of your bits, quote, Um, and an anti-inflammatory and antibiotic exfoliant that reduces instances of ingrown hairs and acne. The product aims to strengthen the skin's ability to defend itself from aggressors while doubling up as your go-to all-rounder vulva mask. So the mask is single-use and it's $25 for one or you can get five for $100. It's not tested on animals. It's vegan-friendly, no added parabens, minerals, oils, or SLS, SLES. And it's biodegradable. So yes, I definitely saw the uproar. And I must say that when I was made aware of this product, my initial response was skepticism of some sort, maybe a little bit of irritation and annoyance, because again, I'm very, very paranoid about the way um, women's insecurities are marketed back at them, especially, you know, there's already so much lack of information and misinformation about what you need to do to take care of your vagina and your vulva, that I was just worried that this was going to be yet another, yet another thing. And so I was actually contacted by um, the PR agency for Fig Femme to ask if they could come on to speak about the product. And in the email, I said that it's an interesting product. I have to say I'm quite skeptical of feminine hygiene marketing, especially because it's coming from a patriarchal lens. And I imagine that claims that a sheet mask will hydrate, tighten and beautify one's vulva would rub a lot of vagina havers the wrong way as we're constantly reminded of ways we need to nip tuck and stylize our bits, especially in contrast to penis havers who are allowed to just be. Um, I'd definitely be interested in having a critical discussion with Lindy about this product and some of the perceptions of it. That is the context for why I'll be speaking to Lindy today. I put on my Instagram story that I was going to be speaking to Lindy about why this product even exists and if anyone had questions that they wanted to ask. And I got hundreds, which is great, but I could only answer a couple. What did end up happening is that I got a message on the Whatever I Want podcast Facebook page um, And the post said this, I hate making a post like this, but please tell me that the Fig Femme episode is going to be highlighting that the product, number one, does not empower women and two, is yet another form of commodification of women's bodies based on body shaming. I mean, I guess I just have to wait for the episode, but the next products after the mask are feminine spray and a feminine wash, despite doctors time and time again telling vagina holders that only water should be used in that area to prevent upsetting the delicate pH balance or causing infections. I'll try to listen to the ep with an open mind. And I responded to this with the following. 
I made the episode to try and get answers to all of these questions. Rather than project my interpretation of the founder's intention onto it, I want to understand what it was and move on. It's not a product I'd personally use or endorse, and I didn't agree to this interview to educate the founder. I wanted to hear their perspective. I thought the vitriolic backlash was getting reductive and wanted to understand why in 2020 a product like this gets made. Whether or not the founder knew the product was indirectly perpetuating vagina shame, whether they knew the product would be inherently political and how they justify its existence. You'll hear me say in the episode, it seems like the product was made with all vulva havers in mind, but not all vulva havers are going to resonate with it. And then I want to say, to clarify, the episode is not spawn. It's not presented by Fig Femme. No coins were exchanged. No product was child, just chit chats. And like I said, after I saw all the backlash and even after I had sort of processed my own maybe inherently negative initial response to it, I thought if I have the room and the platform to actually talk to the people in charge, why wouldn't I do so? Like I can sit on the internet and get mad and get upset and get, you know, annoyed or whatever, or I can take up the opportunity to talk to the person who made the product. And so that's what I did. So what you'll hear next is a maybe like a 20 or so minute conversation with myself and Lindy. Like I said, in response to that Facebook post, my only intention was to understand why the product was made. I was not there to educate. I was not there to share my own personal beliefs or experiences. I was just here to provide some answers to some of the questions that you all asked me via Instagram story. So without further ado, let's get into it. Before we get into the intention of this product, I will say that when I first saw it, I was almost met with an emotive response, which is quite interesting because I'm someone who exists at the intersection of the internet. Uh, I speak about quite, quote unquote, taboo topics openly. I like the vulva, the vagina, sex, pleasure, intimacy, all of those things. But spending my time on the internet, I have found myself feeling radicalized against vagina and vulva products only because I feel as though women or vulva havers have been shown in so many ways or made to feel so insecure in so many ways about themselves. And we've only just gotten to a point where we're now comfortable with, you know, yes, this is my vagina will smell like this. I will have discharge. I will do so. And so that I feel Uh, I feel like an emotive, almost like visceral reaction to anything that wants me to think about my vagina revolver in more than I have to, Um, or, or which indirectly makes me feel like there's a way it needs to be improved or changed in some way. And I'm not the only one who feels this way. And Last time we spoke, we kind of um, touched on the reaction that you've received from audience members when this product was released. And I can't say I was unsurprised to find that there were similar reactions to the one that I felt, only I didn't uh, get angry at you. <laughs> um, but what I what I wanted to understand before I projected all of my insecurities about my own vagina and vulva onto you and make it seem as though that was your intention of selling my insecurities back to me. I wanted to talk about the reception that you received personally. Yeah, it was, it was quite like, I wasn't really sort of expecting as much um, kind of anger as, I mean, I knew that this would definitely raise some eyebrows and I knew it was a, a sore touchy, you know, topic. And I think with me and the brand, potentially I didn't get my messaging out there 
straight away correctly. Like I wasn't, we kind of did a soft launch. I, it was kind of a bit sort of mysterious. There wasn't a lot of information about it. So I can understand how people go, went, oh my God, another product. Like, why do I need this product for my vulva? Like, what are you saying? My vulva's ugly. And that's not what I was saying at all. I wanted to celebrate it. I've had four kids. I this, you know, your vulva, your vagina does like so much, you know, amazing things. And this is about to celebrate that part of your body. You know, the product has no scent to it. It's not going to change the appearance of your vulva, but it's going to soothe it and bring back some time for yourself and for that area. And just to reconnect with that area too, which I think a lot of women have neglected. Um, and I also wanted to get this, you know, the topic of vulva vagina out there, because I think the more we talk about it, the less taboo it's going to become. So I was really sort of upset with these, you know, oh my God, you're telling me I need this because my vagina's ugly and I'm not about vagina shame at all. I'm there to celebrate it. I want to celebrate it and I want to bring the attention back to celebrating it. It's not, you know, I want to, I don't want this taboo to be around it anymore. Mm. And so you mentioned just earlier before, it's the kind of product you use when you want some time out to yourself just to reconnect, vibe out, treat your vulva well. Um, but if you had to list out the claims of what this product does, what would you tell us that it does? Why would I use um, the vulva mask? So it's soothing. So it's super, you know, soothing, um, calming. It helps with irritation. So we're already doing things to our vulvas, whether we like it to admit it or not. Like I know I definitely get waxed. I know people are using, you know, the laser treatments, shaving. We're already doing so much to it. So why not care for it after you've already done something to it? So this is more of a, a you know, a caring product to soothe that area that you've already kind of disrupted in some way. Yeah. And I know from personal experience, but also from, you know, being friends with fellow business owners and founders that it doesn't take a few weeks or even months to conceptualize and create a product. It can take years to test and trial and do your market research and, and all of that good stuff. So I want to go back in time to when you first conceptualized this idea, how it came to be. And then later on, I want to chat about any of the research behind it. So I would say, I mean, this has taken me two years to develop. And, you know, I do have a history in skincare. I had a skincare company with my ex-husband called Milk & Co. So we had that for 10 years together until we got divorced. Um, and I, you know, health and wellness, skincare, it's always been sort of something I'm super interested in. Uh, as I mentioned before, I have four children um, and I had them all naturally. And I think a very, the very first time I thought we needed a product for down there, you know, our vulvas, our vaginas, was when I gave birth to Stella, who was, uh, she's almost 15 now. And I was so swollen and so sore and nobody told me how painful it was going to be, or, you know, especially afterwards. Um, and then the, I remember the midwife came in with a condom full of frozen water for me to put in my undies. So I had to sit there with this frozen condom in my undies while I had visitors and I had Stella in my arms. And back then I remember thinking, wow, like, are you kidding me? Like, I've just, give, I just gave birth. Like, can't you give me something a little bit more nicer <laughs> to, to use down there? So that's probably the first time. And then... You know, over the years, I've obviously had these conversations with my girlfriends about, you know, as you do, vaginas and vulvas. And one particular evening, we had a few, I had a few girlfriends over and a few of them were like, oh my God, don't say that word. That's like, don't, stop it. Stop saying vagina. 
And it was like, are you joking? Like, why? What? What's going on? And she's like, no, I just can't. I grew up in a house where we just don't talk about things like that. And that kind of struck a chord with me in the sense that, you know, my mum was kind of a hippie. My kids go to hippie school here. I'm, maybe I am too open. Maybe I talk about my vagina far too much. But uh, it did strike me to be a little bit kind of backwards thinking. And, and it, I kind of thought, no, I, I think I'm going to bring out a product that sort of highlights, you know, this area. We can talk about it. You know, there are some products that, it, you know, we definitely can use for down there and, and not to shy away from it and not be, you know, to be scared about it. So if we backtrack, you gave birth to Stella. You had this feeling of just immense discomfort considering how many let's even say Australian women would have given birth, would have experienced exactly what you had experienced or not even women, just people who have vaginas who had given birth. And so you had had conversations and people, were you having conversations just about the discomfort or more so like, why isn't there a product for this discomfort? Uh, Both. So at first I was just shocked and a lot of my friends are the same. And I think once you've had children, these are the conversations you start to have and you can connect on that level, which I think is a really, really beautiful thing. Quite often if I'm at a a dinner and I don't even know the person, once I've worked out if they've got children or not, we can often go down this path of talking about our stories and it brings us closer together immediately. Um, so yeah, so I was definitely talking about that and also the fact that there weren't anything for that area and it's like, God, I mean, I've got products for my eyes and for my elbows and for my cracked heels and for my hair and for why are we steering clear of this area? And in fact, we're not in totally steering clear. There are products out on the market. They're definitely there, but they're more hidden away in the back of the bathrooms. People don't want to talk about them. Most of my girlfriends have these products. I've seen them. I've gone for a Panadol and I've seen that product in that bathroom cupboard and it is tucked right at the back of the cupboard. So it's kind of like, why? Why is it embarrassing? So what? So what if I want to use a product there? It shouldn't be a thing. It's my choice. I can do what I want and it shouldn't be embarrassing. Absolutely. And so once you had, you know, had a ton of conversations that have affirmed that many, you know, vagina havers and vulva havers were experiencing the same kind of discomfort. What were the next steps you took to create a product? And how did you know that a mask would be the most appropriate thing to make? I mean, you mentioned that it was unscented. Were there any particular ingredients that you felt were the right to put in that area? What was the next kind of steps for you? The next steps were actually quite difficult because you can imagine, I thought of the mask initially because I do, I've got a post-birth mask coming out, um, but I'm a startup. So I had to start with one product at a time and I'll eventually get into that. But the I wanted to do the mask because the mask you can put in the fridge or the freezer and it's soothing and it can help post-birth. So that's soon to be released. So that's why the mask itself sort of came to my my mind. And then um, thinking about what one to launch with, I thought this is probably the one that's going to get people talking the most. Um, So I am fortunate enough that in my history of Milk & Co, I know a lot of manufacturers and chemists and people in the industry. So I started the conversation uh, took a while. Let's we really did like even getting the the you know the pattern for it, and you have to you know get the right shape and all of that sort of stuff. And then the trialing of all the of the solution. And because I wanted it, it's you know especially for down there, it's a lot. You need it to be more sensitive than than most areas. Make sure it's pH level for that particular area. Your pH level for your vulva to your vagina differ. So you had to make sure that it's right for both. 
Um, and then the testing was involved. So all of my girlfriends, my family, my mother, like we were all testing this product for the, like the last year or so. Um, and then finally I came up with one that I was really happy with. Mm. And in the testing phase, how did you know, or based on the, the feedback you were getting from, you know, your family and friends, how did you know when the product worked that it was ready for market and it'd be, you know, something that was beneficial for people who needed it? Well, just, I mean, we had so many, it was trial and error. Like sometimes the solution was too runny. So it was like they'd lay down, put the mask on and it was just everywhere. Or sometimes it was too jelly-like or sometimes it didn't feel soothing enough. So we really had to look into those ingredients and the chemists that we work with are, you know, experts, obviously like hundreds of, not hundreds of years, but experience in that area. So I really had to be guided by them. And then we just went on to the feel. How did it make us feel? You know, was it comfortable? Did it slide off? That kind of thing. Mm. And once, once the product, I mean, the product's in market now, had you considered as you were conceptualizing it that it would be so political and that um, inside, I mean, not many products within the wellness space are as political as ones for the vulva and the vagina. And I guess because you said this product had been two years in the making, there has been such an mm. amazing and quick shift into social consciousness and the way mm. we've become aware of mm. our insecurities getting marketed back at us mm. and how people want us to feel a certain way about certain parts of mm. our bodies so we can buy more. You do have you know, uh, experience in the skincare industry and you do have experience in manufacturing. Were you aware that you were going to get any kind of reception like this? Absolutely. I mean, you know, with any product, I mean, this is the thing of the world, like you can buy anything and be, you know, someone saying, oh, but you know, you're, you're capitalizing on my insecurities for whatever. But then, you know, people get their hair dyed and wear lipstick and like, it's not, I'd like to think there's more of a choice in life. If I don't see, if I see something that I like, then I want to be able to use it without any judgment. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just want to have the options out there for women to have if they so choose it. And obviously, fig is not going to be for everyone. People will be like, I don't need that. And that's great. I understand completely. That's totally fine. But if you want to have that soothing moment, if you've, you know, had a wax that was too vigorous down there or a laser treatment that was not quite right or some ingrown hairs, then fig is for you. Mm. And so would you say that's how you make the distinction between celebrating vaginal care as opposed to... Uh, perpetuating vaginal shame, knowing that fig, as you say, is for a solution-based instant rather than... Exactly. We're already doing things to that area, you know? And it's not like I'm saying it's your vagina is going to turn into a butterfly. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, it's, it's not disguising any smell that we already have because that's not what we're about. All I'm saying is that, that it feels nice, it's relaxing to do, and it can help with ingrown hairs and some irritation that we might have. And I forgot to ask, but now feels like as good of a time as ever, where did the name come from? Because I'm sure having fig in the title makes people feel like it's centered. <laughs> I know, I know. And this has been my thing. Everyone's like, and I actually, some of my, my haters were like, I don't want to have my vagina smell like fig. So yes, I think, I mean, finding a, the name was actually quite difficult. And I like to use, usually I'd like to use humor um, in things, but I can't, this is obviously very, you know, sort of topic for some people. So I had to make sure I had the right name. And I've always thought, you know, when you open a fig up, it kind of looks like a vagina inside. So that's where I came with fig. 
came up with Fig Femme. I <laughs> love it. And the last of my questions before I go into our listener questions is that obviously you mentioned that Fig Femme mm-hmm. is not just uh, the vulva mask. It's going to be a range of products that you will get into, mm-hmm. you know, once the capital has been raised mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Is Fig going to explore yes. products for penis havers or it's purely for vagina and vulva havers? Do you know, you? this is quite funny because I actually did trademark for Fig Om initially because this is just such a huge category. Uh, but then when I noticed the kind of backlash that I was getting, I, I felt if I was to do that, then my attention would be taken away from really securing this as a, you know, like a, it's a, this is something that I think women can benefit from. Do you know what I mean? And having these conversations. So I don't want to dilute my messaging. So for now, I'm going to stick with Fig Femme. But I do think that there are products for men out there. Oh, actually, I know that there are products for men out there. Um, I've seen them sort of in Asia a lot. And Asia, Asian countries are a lot different to Western countries as well. They tend to talk about these things a lot more um, than Western countries, which is interesting. So, yeah, I did have that on the cards, but now I want to really concentrate and make sure my messaging is really strong um, for Fig Femme. Mm. And to clarify for some listeners who might not know, how would you, in your own experience, how do you perceive that launching Fig Home would dilute the message of Fig Femme? Just because I really, I really want to sort of have this conversation about vulvas and vaginas. I just want to break down that taboo topic. This is to raise awareness to it, really. It's for women to be like, yeah, I want to look after that area. You know, I look after every other part of my body, so why not? And so I don't want people to think that I'm sort of just capitalizing in on this sort of market and just bring out a product here and there. Like I'm, I want to do this with integrity and this is something that I'm so passionate about that I want to make sure that I do it correctly and really well. I don't, I don't want to kind of, you know, dilute it at all or make any mistakes. Awesome. Thanks for clarifying. And while I'm here, I've got a few questions from our listeners that um, I would love to hear the answers for as well, because there's some angles that I hadn't considered. Um, let's say we'll start with the first one to get just a clear message across. Was this product made for any other reason outside of self-care and wellness? No, it's just self-care and wellness for me. I think that we needed to really bring the attention to that part of our body, to reconnect to that body. And as I said before, the mask itself, it's just to, to soothe you. It's to feel nice, it's to feel be relaxed. It's um, pure self-care. Love it. And I know you mentioned before that the vulva and the vagina have different pH levels and mm-hmm. this mask was made with that in mind. So is it yes. fair to say that this won't disrupt your pH levels? Yeah. And that was a, that was a huge thing. And even talking about this product with my friends and family, everyone's like, Oh no, you know, what about my pH balance and this and that, and the vagina is a self cleaning oven and all of that sort of thing. And it's like, I'm not saying for you to put it in your vagina at all. It's to go on the outside and it's definitely all pH balanced. And I know you mentioned that in the research and development process, you had to speak to, you know, scientists and people who work with numbers and quantitative data and you know what kind of considerations had to be made in the development process for this product to be you know to exist so much and this is the thing like I even had a girlfriend recently who is 
everything she does is organic, you know, and she's, she's even been known to put garlic in her vagina to, to help with a yeast infection. So she's kind of, yeah, exactly. So, and she's like, it needs to all be organic. It needs to have this and that. And unfortunately, that's just, you just can't do that. For a product to be on the shelves, it needs to have, you know, certain ingredients in there, which are not harmful. We've, a lot of consideration has been taking place for this. But um, yeah, it's not as easy as just mixing a few little organic things together and putting it in a package. So I've had to really trust the, the chemist and the pharmacist to make sure that we've got the right product that we can sell and not be harmful at all. Awesome. And this person's asked if it will help with ingrown hairs after shaving. Yes, so that's one of the reasons why uh, we've, you know, that's it's so soothing. It really does help with the ingrown hairs because there are horrible ingrown hairs down there. And, uh, you know, I've never really found a product to help with that. So this definitely does help to help you to soothe you I'm not saying as I said before this is to because you've got an ugly vulva it's nothing to do with how it looks it's how it feels and let's remember that this is just for us like we're having this moment to ourselves without anyone else in the room it's not for our partners it's not for anyone you know our friends this is a moment for us so it's really about the feeling of it and was there anything else that you wanted to I guess get off your chest I've been seeing like you know people's responses to this product and you know speaking to you and also having some insight on how people are initially responding there's a lot of misunderstanding and obviously it's a pretty contentious topic and it was never going to be an easy one it's riddled with you know politics and personal issues and things so this is your it's your platform <laughs> it's your stage I knew that I would sort of have a little bit of, you know, people not really liking what I'm doing. But at the same time, I think it's really important. And potentially, as I mentioned, we didn't have our messaging out correctly and I didn't do enough interviews. Um, it was definitely hard with COVID to try and, you know, in a, the normal conventional way, I would have been in Australia really promoting it and talking about it a lot more than I have been. Um, so we've, and even as a company, we will go back and have a look at the, the messaging and our branding and things to see if there's anything that we can take from the people that had something to say about it or were upset by it. Because I also want to learn and understand why people were so triggered. And obviously I'm not going to understand everyone, but I will listen and I might be able to take snippets and try and sort of make people feel more comfortable about this sort of topic and, and Fig Femme as a brand. But as, as I mentioned, it's just, you know, I think it's so important that we're talking about vaginas and vulvas. And if that's what I'm doing is getting that word vulva out there on the table, then I think that's a really good thing that we're doing as a brand in itself, just to have that conversation and to keep on having that conversation so it doesn't become taboo or a giggle subject anymore. Mm. Based on this discussion with you, I feel as though fig femme or the mask in particular was made with vulvas in mind but not everyone with a vulva is going to resonate with it no 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 they won't but we've also got other products coming out as well which you know anyone can use so you know there's something for everyone awesome well thank you so much for taking the time out to chat for sharing your perspective and for being so open to feedback and constructive criticism and just the conversation around it it's very rare that we're able to talk to the founder and to hear the founder's intention thank you it was so nice talking to you I've, i've loved it it's been really nice